This is Lucas Miles, and I want to welcome you to the Lucas Miles Show. This episode is actually the final episode of the year of the Lucas Miles Show. And let me tell you, we've had an incredible year. Over 30 episodes we've released, some unbelievable names from Sean Hannity, Devon Franklin, Kevin Sorbo, Edgar Struble, Christy Swanson, Kaya Jones. It has been an insane year our very first year on the scene, and some of the guests that we've had on the program and some of the goals and markers that we've hit this year with our numbers, I thought it would take us a year or two to get anywhere close to doing what we're doing, and I can't believe in the way in which God has accelerated just the path of this show. And so, first off, let me just say thank you to you, our listeners that have been faithful Every single week, listening to the show, sharing it with your friends. I get a lot of people that tell me that, hey, you know, I had a friend that listened to this and they told me about the show for the first time and they're writing us and talking to us about the program. And it's just so encouraging to know that this program is not just entertaining people, but it's inspiring people to really live the life that God has designed you to live. And I think that the Christmas season, in addition to the new year, right around the corner, is just such a perfect time to look at our lives, to evaluate, and to prepare ourselves for what God has in store for us in the next year. And I'll tell you, 2018 is going to be your year, okay? It's going to be my year too, but it's really going to be your year. And to help you with that, I am bringing to you this next year some of the best guests that I could find. We're going to be tackling some unique industries that we haven't touched on before, some really key figures in various marketplaces and genres and industries that they're working in that are really going to bring you all the tips and tricks of how to live a life for God in this crazy world that we are in today. And I think it's going to be really encouraging for you. A lot of names that you know, a few names that you might not, but after you hear them, you're going to go, I want to know more about them. And we're seeing this guest lineup and it's just, I'm just so excited about it. I can't wait. I'm not going to give you any hints. I've been sworn to secrecy. My producer, Eleni, said that she will make sure that I only get coal in my stocking if I tell you any of these names ahead of time, but I've seen the list and I'm just excited for the fact that I get to actually do these interviews. You're going to love it. So, But here's what I need your help with. I need your help in getting the word out more about this show. And so take some time, maybe after you listen to this, find your favorite episode of the year. And this is what I want for Christmas from you. Go find your favorite episode, copy the link, put it out on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, and just say, hey, here's my favorite episode of the Lucas Miles Show. And if you tag me in it, if you tag just hashtag Lucas Miles Show in the post, we'll find you. We'll retweet that. We'll share it out there and say thank you. So appreciate that in advance. I'm going to be selfish here. That's what I want for Christmas. Okay. That's all I need. But this episode is my Christmas gift to you. I have not always loved the Christmas season. And it's not really because 
a traumatic thing happened to me or anything. Actually, growing up, Christmas at my house as a child was wonderful. And it still is with my family. It really always has been. I grew up with a family that loves each other deeply, that loves the Lord. And Christmas was always a really exciting time. I think even times where my parents were probably struggling more throughout the year, they always still found a way to make sure that Christmas was over the top and just more than we could ever imagine. And I remember my brother and I used to kind of always have this sort of uh, contest to see who could wake up first on Christmas morning. And we knew there was like a threshold of when we could wake up mom and dad. And my sister was a few years younger. And so we'd usually let her sleep a little bit, but he and I would kind of ninja crawl downstairs. And as we got a little bit older, we ended up getting an alarm system when those first like really hit the scene and it had the motion sensor. So we would have to like be really careful to get downstairs then. And we'd spy on the stockings and the presents and then kind of go get the other person and wake them up, whoever it was that, that woke up first. And then eventually after we tried to like see all we could see there, we would go wake up my sister and then eventually my parents. And that was kind of just the tradition as a child of Christmas morning. And as we got up, we would typically open up our stockings. A lot of times my dad would read part of the Christmas story to us. We'd have breakfast together. And then later we'd go and open up the rest of the presents from each other. And then also to see what Santa had brought us. And there's just wonderful memories that I have of just being with family. It was never just about the gifts, but just as I think back to that, just the time that I had with my siblings and with my parents, man, just what a blessing. And I know that there's a lot of people listening to this, that that was not your experience growing up, that Christmas for you might be the reminder of the death of a loved one. Christmas for you might be the reminder of when you got divorced. Christmas for you might be the reminder that you never feel like you have enough and that you're always living in lack. And I'll tell you, it's so easy to kind of get to that place. And for me, there was sort of a season, this was pretty early on in kind of my wife and I's marriage. We've been married, it'll be 17 years in May, that I think I was just kind of burnt out by just all the capitalism that is around the season and the commercialism might be the better word to go in there. And Christmas in some ways had sort of lost, I think, a little bit of meaning for me. And I don't know as though there was a specific moment where that just sort of magically came back for me. But really, that's why I do this show is because everybody is at a different place in life. And so whether you're listening today and you're trying to overcome some discouragement or depression in your life, or you're listening today and you're so psyched about what God's doing in your life, you can hardly stand it. Either way, my goal is the same. I don't want to leave you where you're at. I want to take you to the next level. I want to inspire you. I want to speak into your life. The guests that we have, the clips and the episodes that we put together for you, they are really here just to bless your life. The goal of this is not just to entertain you, it's to uplift you and help see you through so that you can be the person who God has called you to be. And as we're wrapping up this season, thinking about Christmas, thinking about the birth of our Savior, I mean, just think about that for a second, that Jesus came, that the God of the universe came and made himself into a man, specifically to start with, into the form of a child, born with the purpose of giving his life, so that we could be set free. Man, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what will. 
But as we remember that season and as we get ready for this new year, I have a few clips to remember all of our guests from earlier this year. I'm of the belief that all news stories have a spiritual element to them. I don't think there's anything wrong with fighting for the things that you believe in. Here's how you can be successful without compromising who you are. But here's what's going to be required to do that. Everyone kind of laughs because it's like, you know, if you want to be in the entertainment industry, coming out as a Christian typically is not the best way (laughs) to get your foot back in the door. I think we're a better country if we aspire to be better people. You know, Christianity to me is, we're not perfect, we need forgiveness. The hardness of heart has nothing to do with your spouse or anyone else in your life. It has to do with what you avoided resolving. I tell people I went from LSD to GOD in one day (laughs) and had a a major encounter, August the 8th, 1971. All of us are called to do many things in life. How do you know if God's in it? I believe everything that we're called to do God has assigned energy and grace to do it. You go home feeling good that day when you hand caught a gator, picking up venomous snakes. Yeah, it's an incredible adventure. I got bit twice on a rattlesnake. I lost a finger. A few things from I the got, rattlesnake bite? From the rattlesnake bite. Wow. Should I come back to Chicago, Dad? And he said, no, son, don't stop believing. Believe it or not, I get a lot of people that ask me about fashion, beauty, my hair, all this stuff. I think I'm like a lot of people's TV best friend or their big sister. They're always coming to me for advice. The design of the book, the design of the movie, is to impact someone's life in a positive way. He began to understand how we think. And it intrigued him. If we're frustrated with our political system, it's simply a reflection of who we are. The people that scream hypocrisy are the ones that create that hypocrisy. Nothing worse than a drunk Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Or one high on cocaine, probably. Oh my God, yeah, even worse. Mrs. Clinton told us that deep-seated values and beliefs are going to have to change to adjust to her vision of a just America. If you don't stay up at night worrying about that, You don't understand what she's saying. I could have been shot that night. Any of us could have. You know, we were 10 minutes away from venue when it happened. You see, what are you doing? What are you saying? What is your goals or approach to life? If we really have love in our hearts, we should be able to bring people together. That should be the hallmark of what we do. When you're laying there and there's nothing that's going to work for you, the question really is, What do you believe in your heart? You get to a point as an adult that it doesn't matter, I suppose, how you were raised. You have to get to that point where you stop and you make that decision to believe in those things as an adult. We believe in going big after things that are on God's heart. We think nothing's impossible with Him, and so we want to dream big. We want to pray big. Anything we're praying for, we need to prepare for. Dad always said, boys, success is not something that God is calling us to do. He is calling us to simply be faithful wherever He puts you. And so as a result of faithfulness in the little things, we realized, wow, that leads to incredible success. The Lord wanted to transition me from success into significance to something of value. Did you hear about the kid who came to Christ last night? Wow. You, had a, you had an absolute conversion last night in wow. the theater. This guy tells me you can change your life and you know, Jesus can help you. Just you need to repent and turn away and we go outside and we pray and I would cry and I'm like done. I knew I was done. So that was the easy part. The next part was I go back to the hotel room, my boyfriend comes home and I have to tell him like I can't sleep in the bed with you anymore. <laughs> After an hour and a half of me confessing everything I'd ever done or ever would do, 
there's nothing left to say. And I was just a puddle of tears on the floor waiting on God to see what his response was. And instead of anger and rejection, I experienced a supernatural love. And I mean, for four and a half months, I was just caught up in the presence of God. When people come together in the name of Jesus, that's the one thing that does unite every denomination, basically, is the name of Jesus. Welcome back to the Lucas Miles Show. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to some of those past clips. Maybe there was a few you hadn't heard before. If so, don't worry. Head over to faithwire.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. The Lucas Miles Show is there. As always, free of charge. You can download whatever episode you like or listen to them all a hundred million times if you want to. And people ask me all the time if I listen to my own show, and the answer is yes. I actually listen to this a lot while I'm working out. Obviously, I'm there when I do the interview, but it's always nice to go back and hear kind of that final finished product. And, you know, I tell you, I pick up on stuff that strikes me new every single time that I listen, and it's just such an honor to be able to sit down and talk to these guests and really hear their stories. Speaking of story, there is a story that I want to talk to you today about, and that is the birth of Jesus. You know, what an incredible and virtually almost too good to be true concept that the God of the universe came down into this earth in the form of a man and he gave his life so that you and I could be free. But that all started in a manger. And I love the story of the birth of Jesus specifically because when you understand the significance behind how he came into this world. It gives insight into where his life was headed. And specifically, we see the intentionality with which God entered this realm and the passion and the love that he had for us that took him and led him to the cross. You know, Jesus, when he was born, the Bible tells us that he was put in a manger. If you see a manger from Israel in the Middle East at this time, it was basically a stone or a wood box, and it looked very similar to what you would put a body in, a tomb, a casket, if you will. And so right from the beginning, we see Jesus and he's put there and he's not just put in a manger, which is symbolic enough, but he's also wrapped in linen. He's essentially mummified and laid into a tomb. We see right from the beginning of his entrance into this world, we see that he was set apart and that he was born to die. And I'll tell you, if you're listening to this today and you've never made Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. I just want to encourage you to consider that from the beginning, his plan was to give his life for you. When you and I didn't have anything going for us, nothing worth dying for, he still came and was joyful to do it. He was was happy to do it. And he came to give his life for you and I so that we could be set free. You know, recently I had a chance to watch Dallas Jenkins' film, The Shepherd, which is 
a pilot to his longer TV series that he's planning called The Chosen. And if you haven't seen The Shepherd, it's available online. Maybe we'll throw a link to that in our show notes at the end of this episode. But The Shepherd follows the story really through the Gospel of Luke in chapter 2, and it follows sort of what it might have been like for a particular shepherd that night to encounter the angels and to be looking forward to the Messiah and to run, you know, to see where the child was born. And then not only that, my favorite part is their response as they run out into the streets and begin to tell everybody who will listen about what God has just done. And as I saw his film and I saw this story really come to life, it just made me realize that in the same way that these shepherds, they could not contain the joy that was in their heart. They had to go out and tell people what they had just seen. We should be the same today, if not more so, because we now have the understanding of the full picture. They saw the birth. We've seen the birth and the death and the resurrection, and we know this good news that we have as believers. And I'll tell you, I just want the whole world to know, whether it's through this program or being at line at the supermarket, man, I just look for opportunities to be able to tell people that God loves you. He's for you. He gave his life for you. He wants a relationship with you. And I'll tell you, I think there's a lot of people that they just don't know that or they've been given some sort of skewed version of the gospel that makes God out to be a fault finder and it elevates performance and and these things, and they've missed out on the God of grace that took my sin in order to give me his righteousness. And I just think about that this season because it's so easy to disconnect the birth of Jesus from the death of Jesus because we celebrate these things seasonally that we might just see one aspect of who he is, but you can't look at the birth of Jesus without seeing also the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. And that is really what brings the full picture of hope that we have. You know, this life, this world, it's short. It doesn't last near as long as you think it should. And it can end in a second tragedy, hardship. The Bible says the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous. But we have a hope as believers that this world doesn't understand because we know that this is not the end. And as we look at this little child wrapped in grave clothes, lying in a manger, we see the fulfillment of the promise that God had for mankind from the beginning, fulfilled in the person of Jesus, and that he came to give his life. Man, what a story. What a story. It makes sense why the angels would say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. That doesn't just mean be nice to each other while you're in line at Macy's. It means that God, because of Jesus, now has peace and goodwill towards mankind because of what Jesus had come to do, because he was paying the price for our sins, it removed the divide between God and man. And now God has peace and goodwill towards us. What an awesome gospel. I hope that encourages you today. I hope that you have an unbelievable 
time with your family, your friends. And I'll tell you, if you don't have anybody in your life whatsoever, and maybe this podcast is the only thing that you have that's connecting you to the outside world, let me just say this. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. 2018, it's coming for you. It's going to be your year. In fact, next week, I'm going to be sharing with you some principles for what I call becoming a person of influence, becoming a person of influence. I believe that in order to go to the places that God has called you to go to, we have to begin to understand influence. So I've developed a series of principles that I'm going to be sharing with you that I think are really going to help empower you, encourage you, and man, you're going to be ready to take on this new year and that recognizing that God's favor works through relationship. And as we begin to master influence and how to utilize God's love in order to influence this world for the sake of the kingdom, you'll realize that there's nothing that can stop the will of God in your life. So I hope that's encouraging to you. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Make sure and go share this with your friends. Get this word out there. It's too good to be true. God died for you. He came for you. He gave his life for you, and he's coming back for you. What an awesome gospel we have. I love you guys. Thanks for listening this year and for giving us just a really marvelous first year on the Lucas Miles Show. Be blessed. We'll see you back here in 2018. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of my book, Good God, the one we want to believe in but are afraid to embrace, I want to encourage you to do so. It's available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it, you can find Good God there. So grab a copy. You can also always get a copy at lucasmiles.org. And after you read it, I'd love to hear from you. If you liked it, hate it, shoot me a message. Let's stay in touch and make sure and keep visiting lucasmiles.org. That's all I have for you for today, but make sure and head over to iTunes and download the Lucas Miles Show and head over to faithwire.com where you can always get the Lucas Miles Show exclusively there and listen to our newest episode. We have all sorts of exciting guests, so check it out, the Lucas Miles Show.